out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. Today I speak with my new friend Trudy. Trudy is another one of my guests whom I've never met in person. We got to know each other when we both got invited by our mutual friend Marvin Lee. He's the actor on our episode of 4 January 2018 to take part in the Deepak Chopra 21-day abundance meditation. Trudy is an actress and, as you will hear, has a remarkable connection with God, which I'm really grateful she has decided to share with us today. Catch Trudy in the bell on CakeNet and on Showmax. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Please also look out for information on my new book, Life and Non, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage. It costs 300 rand without postage. Order from me in my shop at www.freddyshop.co.za. This is Trudy's story. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Trudy, good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing today I'm a little I'm a little off kilter but I'm still ultimately well okay well welcome <laughs> yeah. to meet in the field and what is causing the off kiltedness for Trudy today for me today um worldly worldly stress worldly stress okay. just having a few things like literally just 3d existence shit is broken and things need to be fixed and it's like okay how do we do that considering it's lockdown how pressing is the situation blah 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 so 3d 3d worldly stress um but ultimately um ultimately i do know that everything is gonna work out as it should and everything is actually fine okay yeah are you quite sensitive to to vibes to energy can you pick up the anxiety that generally around us at the moment because of the whole COVID-19 situation? Um, you know what? I really wish it was my superpower. I really wish like I was like, my friend who could like, who can literally pick up on vibes and, and feel them so deeply. But I experience energy in a very different way. I experience it a lot more cognizantly. I don't feel vibes. It's like I, I hear and I know things. Yeah, so, and, and, and it's something that I've also recently just decided to completely step into and acknowledge. I've been this way my whole life. Awesome. and um, To allow I, it to happen and to allow to acknowledge it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just, awesome. like, not afraid of being looked at it weird or people, or my friends looking at me funny. And it's like, no, I, this is actually a real thing. It's a real gift. And this is the way the gift expresses itself with me. But I have been noticing, like, on Monday morning when I woke up, I was having a dream. And my dream was completely fine. But I just had this repeating thought, melancholy Monday, melancholy Monday. And I myself wasn't feeling melancholy at all, for real. I mean, I I, I did the introspection and I, and I, I looked at that and I was like, but I, I'm chill. And I was like, I wonder if this isn't me picking up on global global consciousness, you know, yes. if everybody's kind of all 
here at home, especially being like, oh, fuck, it's the next Monday. We, okay, we survived the weekend, but holy shit, yeah. it's Monday. What does, this week, what does this week mean? What does this week bring? What are we doing, you know? So I thought maybe... A whole, work of, a whole week of no work for people who, who actually would want to go to work to earn money yeah. who can't. It, it's just, exactly. yeah. So, so that that's very possible that, that that was it. And how was the rest of of your Monday? Were, the rest were you of my okay? Monday, yeah, the rest of my Monday was beautiful. Like I said, like every day for me has been such a beautiful and abundant experience. And then Tuesday, like my reality check came in, and it's like, oh fuck, things still need to be fixed. Like tangible, physical things <laughs> to be fixed. Things are actually breaking down, so things need to be fixed. And it's like, oh no, okay. So how do we pull that together? You know. What I noticed about that, and the reason why I like, I know why I'm off kilter, is that I have a tendency to think that when challenging things happen, like I'm being punished in some kind of way. Like that's my default. Oh. That's my default um, okay. habit, right, of thinking. Um, but I'm aware of that. So I'm, and after grappling with it, and just, I mean, I can sit with my emotions. I really, I can sit with my emotions, and I. I sat with them and I, I, I let it play out and so on. And at the end of all of it on Tuesday night, I was like, you know what? I still deserve to be happy. No matter what's going on, no matter what's breaking down, yeah. fucking out. Like I still deserve to be happy. I still deserve to enjoy the happiness, the true happiness that I do have, the true peace that I do yeah. have. Oh. Do have those things. But it's like, that's the human experience, right? Like you're caught between that space of that, that inner peace and also like this very like busy mind that keeps you, keeps you entertained. Yeah. Crazy things. Entertained. Yeah. I always say to my clients and my sponsors, just because the circus is in town doesn't mean that we have to buy the ticket. Right. Just because brain wants to entertain us. It doesn't mean that we have to, to have to let it entertain us. We can say kind of, you know, not right now. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer to just sit. <laughs> right. So yeah. are you, are you a Capetonian born and bred? Um, I'm from Sunnenbosch. I'm from okay. Sunnenbosch and I'm born and bred. I'm oh, like five you're generations. You're currently sitting in Sunnenbosch as well? Yes, currently sitting in Sunnenbosch. I'm at home. And I'm like, I'm a Sunnenbosser, like five generations. We've been here and it's a really beautiful thing. It's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. With so many stories and also for me, like when my grandmother passed away in 2016, I really just realized. Um, it really just hit home just how long we've actually been here generationally. And I looked at this town and I was like, this is my town. Like my people have been here. Like my family wants this funny, you know, and it's like, okay. it was really beautiful. Just, just to allow, because sometimes Stellenbosch can, you know, people tend to think of Stellenbosch as very white, as very, just like, you know, just like Afrikaans, Buddha, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But there's a whole plethora of stories and people who have been here and who have given, who, who are part of the story, who are the story as well. And it was just beautiful for me for, to also take ownership in that moment, just quietly for myself and be like, yeah, this is my town. Yeah. This is my Oh, awesome. Yeah. Just for the listeners, that Trudy and I don't know each other at all. We met through a friend, Marvin Lee Birkus. Yes. And we didn't actually meet through him. We, we, we met on a WhatsApp 21-day abundance meditation. <laughs> I, I, I love the way I love the way I meet people these days. It, it's just this amazing, amazing way. So are you and Marvin friends? And have you been friends for a while? 
I met Marvin in 2018. Yes, we are friends. Um, I met Marvin in 2018 where we were um, casted together in the show, the CakeNet series, The Bail. So Marvin is one of the main cast members and I recently joined as a main cast member for season two and Marvin and I just like clicked. We and, and Marvin and I, our conversations were largely about the real stuff of life. We spoke a lot about God. We spoke a lot about spirituality and just self-reflecting and you know he's he's also just got such a keen sense of self we really connected we really connected on 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 the stuff of life and yeah then he added me to this 21 day abundance meditation challenge and I at first I was like Deepak Chopra I don't know and then I heard like I literally heard I heard God say no 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 there are things coming for you that you need to prepare for. And this awesome. is how I literally heard. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. I will do this meditation challenge. And I just awesome. opened my what it was, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fabulous. So you have to excuse me because I don't, I don't own a television. I don't know why it just, just never came up for, for my husband and I to have a television. We, we, we yeah. So, I didn't. I so I, I, I didn't know that, that that you were an actress or anything like that. So, did you study drama? Yes, um, I studied drama at UCT. I've got a degree in theatre and performance. So and you, I've been so a, you so you abandoned Stellenbosch. Why did you not study at Stellenbosch? Well, did I not mean, growing up in Stellenbosch. I, I went to Rhenish Primary. I went, I went to Rhenish Girls High. So I knew a lot of the girls from grade one all the way through to matric. But oh, I always So it was time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I always just had this, this <laughs> connection and this energizing connection to Cape Town. And I, I just wanted to be there. And I just knew I was going to study there. I just knew it. And also at the time, I graduated from UCT in 2010. At the time, Stellenbosch University was still giving, only giving classes in Afrikaans. And okay. it's not my first language. So, I mean, I knew I was going to go to UCT, but also just because I okay. wanted to be in Cape Town. Like, I, I just knew I wanted to be there. And it was time to move on. It was. It was really time to move on. Oh. Hell. But you don't look old enough to, to, to have graduated I 10 years know. ago already. No. Absolutely. I, I thank my great grandmother. In my mind, you you were kind of twenty four. Really, I, I, I thought of you as twenty four because I was still going to make a joke about you were part of the fees must fall protest, and then I, oh my oh, god, you was way was before that. Happening there? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Yeah, no, I never get tired of hearing it. Thank you so much, Freddie. You're very well. <laughs> okay. So, what made you decide that drama was your thing? I knew at five years old already that that's what I wanted to do. I was a TV cop, as my father would always say. Not even me, my, my siblings and I. We were, we were TV cop, but we watched TV. I mean, and also, like, I was part of a generation where, you know, we were all exposed to... I grew up with a time where the TV still used to, at a certain point, it just used to have that beep screen because, you know, they weren't mm -hmm. that many things yeah. being um. streamed or put on, right? So <laughs> I grew up in that time. And then, you know, when Mnet came through with all this entertainment, like, my, so it, it was so beautiful when I reflect on it. My parents and I and, and, and my siblings, we were all experiencing this globalization 
at the same time together. It was it was it was spectacular. And we watched anything and everything. I mean, you know, we would just like close our eyes and like look through the fences. <laughs> but I mean, I watched, I watched amazing films when I was younger, and I mean, I just watched like, shit that I shouldn't have been watching, you know, or that that were that way beyond me, you know. And I don't mean like things of like a weird sexual. I'm just talking about like really grown up subject matter. Like I yeah. remember. Yeah, I just, I, I watched a lot of, we, we we watched movies and I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. I was also really good at impersonating people. I used to impersonate my cousins and my aunts and my uncles and I just loved to perform. It just made me happy. It was, oh, it was such, something cool. so interesting. Yeah. So it was so a no brainer for you. This, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And then in by the time it came to like grade nine, where you had to like decide, um, you know, which su subjects you're going to specialize in or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It was drama. And it was just, you know, I knew, I knew what I wanted. Okay. I mean, I, I play around. And did anybody ever try to persuade you from not doing it? Well, I mean, I remember when I had the conversation with my father when in matric, when I said, okay, I'm applying to UCT and I'm going to study theater and performance. We actually had, well, he argued with me about it. And for me, it was the most bizarre thing in the world because I, my father was so, my father was so, he gave us, my father passed away last year. Um, uh, well, oh, mine as well. Condolences, Brady. Yeah, to you too. But, you know, I really believe that they they went, they, like, especially with everything that's happening now spiritually, they had to go on because there's work that they have to do and there's greater work that they can do on the other side. And that's the truth and that's what yeah. I believe hear what anybody says about it um so did he try and dissuade you from doing drama did, did yes. he say macy you, you you need you need a, something proper behind your name first go and do a ba and then you can go and start your drama <laughs> he was like you need to go and study accounting you need something stable and i was like accounting <laughs> you have got that <laughs> I, I, like, I, I look like an accountant to you are you having this conversation with me because i mean <laughs> No, my parents know me very well. Like we're, we're close as a family, you know. We're close, and and we 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 know who we are. We know each other, and I could not believe that he was trying to tell me to go and study accounting, and then I could maybe think about acting. I was like, no, 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 no! I can't believe this. You got this all wrong. And and then you know we had that argument, and he was also concerned about me going to UCT. And the wonderful thing is, I've always had a beautiful relationship with my father where I could just, well, I mean, I've always had the courage to stick, I don't mind a confrontation, because I know where I'm coming from, I know, yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, because I know where I'm coming from. I wish I could say the same. But like, I'm a Leo, I'm a Leo son, so, confrontation, like, come at me, bro, come at me. Um... But I mean, I could stick it out with my dad. And, and the main thing when we had that argument was like, I just needed him to understand that this is what I really want. And I don't want this for frivolous reasons. Like this is, this is what I love. This is my passion. I have to do this. And the beautiful thing was, you know, at the end of our conversation, he settled down. I had, well, I always had a way to like get through to my dad and he settled down and then he eventually just, he just admitted the thing that he was really afraid of, which was number one, I don't know. He said to me, Trudy, I don't know anything about acting. I don't know anything about your industry. I don't have friends in the industry. So I won't be able to help you if you have questions. And that's what scares me. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. So, yeah. And, and, and what, did he, what did he do for a living? 
My father had his own business. He started off in books. He he used to work for a company called McDonald Purnell. So he was a sales rep. And so he was in books. I've grown up around a lot of books. I love reading. And then my father yeah. and my mother had their own business in, oof, I don't know, when was that? Oh, I can't remember exactly, but I was I was grade nine. And they supply stationery to schools. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so a businessman and suddenly Gould is going to study drama. And did you grow up religiously or, or spiritually? Or, or, or what? what's your spiritual foundation, if we can call it that way? I can't say that I actually grew up religiously. I mean, we went to church. I went to Sunday school. We went to church. My, my grandfather, my father's uh, father, was a deacon in the church. Um, okay. And... So I, I have to say that my grandparents on both sides, they were really involved in the church and present as members of the church. Um, I, I joke about this all the time. When we were little, like when I was like a toddler, when I was probably like maybe up until the age of nine or whatever, I don't know where we got it, but my brother and I, my younger brother and I, we literally used to play beneath the preacher's pulpit while the service was going on. We'd be playing our own games and then my auntie's, my dad's aunts would just quietly like, shh, you know, like give us eyes. So how we had the gumption to be like playing in front of the whole congregation, boom, right there. Sweet. <laughs> Truly <laughs> already performing. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's an audience, I'm going to do, to do something in front of them. <laughs> just, but also just like in my own world, like in our own world, just playing our own thing, not listening. Because I mean, the, the sermons were anyway always in Afrikaans and it was like, you know, you're falling asleep, you know, while it's As happening. children, let's no. fight it. It's so damn boring. <laughs> it's so boring. It's so yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so, so we went to church, like we made an effort, especially more when I was younger, we, made, we went to church regularly. But then obviously as you get older, and, and my dad was always... My, I wouldn't say that my dad was an atheist, but he, he also kind of was. Like, he just, don't mind the hearty does. <laughs> um, nature he, sounds. Love it. Exactly. He wasn't religious. I know he believed in something higher, but he wasn't religious at all. In fact, he actually had a problem with, with our church. He had a problem with the way people manipulated religion. And just the, the inner politics of the church. And those were things that we okay. were made aware of very young. Not in a way for him to, he never, he never tried to push his, his ideas onto us. But we'd always be in conversation. He'd always just share with us what he felt and what he knew. And yes, we'd um, always constantly be having conversations around these things. So no, I, I would say I grew up far more spiritually than I did religiously. Okay. Even though we practice relatively religiously. But okay. yeah, I... And it was, and for me, spirituality was very much a self-discovery. Very much. Okay. Yeah. So, what type of what have you done in on on your journey? Kind of, okay, this is going to sound weird, but you know, people read books like um, "The Power of Now" and that yeah. changes their, their lives. And somebody else reads "Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance." What formed your concept? of spirituality what what influences were they are, are they can i honestly say for me and i've actually this was a conversation i was having with myself yesterday because i just had to i had a moment yesterday where i just had to, where i could see and acknowledge what this journey has actually been with me and how long i've been on it and 
for me, I, I know the first moment that opened me up, it was self-reflection. For me, it was it was self it was sitting in self reflection. I it, it it honestly was that it was just it was observing nature. To be really really honest with you, and the nature of all things, there was a point where I used to we, we lived in Kudisville, and our house was at the end of a dead end road, and behind us was just like this open field, and then you got the main road that from Stellenbosch that takes you to Paul and then there was these peach orchards and the mountain and I used to sit on our wall at night especially when it was full moon and I used to just look at the moon and the stars I used to sit for hours my father used to come and fetch me and say okay Judy it's time to come inside and I'd be like just a little bit longer you know and in those moments in those conversations in that time of self-reflection so many things, so many answers, so many conversations with God. And I was just listening. I was just listening. I was just taking it in. I was just resonating with what was there. And I was just like, whoa, holy mother of pearl. Like, this is real, real, real. You are real. You are here. And everything that God showed me in those moments and, and, and every moment it's just how present he is. And I say he without any kind of connection to, to gender. It's just, that's just the way yeah. I say it. Yeah, just, I just saw God. <laughs> I just see God. It's, it's just, I just had to acknowledge that at the time. And I've just seen him ever since. And I've even. So how old, how old were you about that time? Honestly, that time I was about 14. I was 14. Okay. Yeah. I was cool. 14. And I was having these conversations. And then it was all for me about journaling. Journaling is what really is how I make sense of all these things coming in and how I make sense of all these things going on. I've kept a journal since I was eight years old. Very different (laughs) from eight till now. But (laughs) I would hope so. You know what I mean? um, Has your mom ever read your journals? Sorry? Has your mom ever read your journals? Do you know what? I know. Maybe she has. No, no, actually she has. She has. Oh, my God. You know, the one day I'll never forget it. She was like, there's not one person I know who journals. whose mother has not read the journals. <laughs> you know what I mean? So my mom, she read my journal the one day, and we watched the movie from dawn till dusk. Like I said, we used to watch everything, hey? No age restrictions. So we watched from dawn till dusk. And I wrote about it in my diary. I, I think I must have been, I don't know. I, I don't know what year that was, but go look it up and then you can figure out what year it was. Um, but I was young. I think I was like maybe 11 or something. Watched till, from dawn till dusk with George Clooney. And my mom, I wrote it down in my journal and she read my diary and she was like, you watch this movie. You're not supposed to watch this movie. And I was like, why did you read my diary? You know, like blah, blah, blah. Um, but I got to a stage where I think I was about, I think from when I was about 16 or maybe 17. No, no, that's a lie. In varsity. In varsity. Early varsity. I just got to a point where I was like, I actually don't care who reads my journals. I'm an open book. Like, I don't hide them. They're out in the open. If you want to open it up and, and read it, go ahead. I've got yeah. nothing to hide. I am who I am. And these are my feelings. And these are what I, this is what I think. And that's okay. Awesome. And in fact, I would relish yeah. the opportunity. For someone to read my journal, <laughs> like please. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I feel the same about my step work, but for a complete other reason is my handwriting is so atrocious that have it. You will never be able to decide for what, what it says anyways. <laughs> so, so good luck. Try, try your best, darling. It's not going to work. <laughs> I struggle with my handwriting. Do you also, as an actress, do you also write? Yes. Professionally. Or, okay, cool. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You know, the thing is, like, I, and, and this is also part of what my gift is, ideas come to me all the time. All oh. the time. I'm just, like, a powerhouse of ideas. I can, and it's oh, just wow. so natural. It just comes out. And I can, I sit with my friends, and I just see, I see the possible, I see possibility all the time. Like, it's just, it's just how it is. I can see how to build things. This, 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 and you should try this. And so my mind is like constantly working. It's constantly connecting things. Yeah, I, I write. I write. Firstly, I, I journal. And then I also just creatively write. And then I also have a, 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 an incredible amount of ideas for comedy sketches. Because I love comedy. I love, love comedy. Okay. And the idea is like, I have a sense of humor. So it's just like boom, 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 boom. I, I can't tell you how many TV shows. I, I got so many TV shows. I got so many sketches in me. It's ridiculous. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. Okay. So when are you going to make those realities? The, I started doing that last year. Last oh, year. Cool. Yeah. So previously in 20, and I've been, I've always been very lucky in that God has always sent me a partner at a certain time in my life in order to manifest a particular creative need. And huh? so in 2011, after graduating, my friend Chase and I, we, we created a series called The Answer Ocean View or The Answer, which was a mockumentary kind of style, like uh, based on the Unwood, but it was like the colored version huh? of the Unwood. <laughs> and uh, the whole premise was that you know, um, it was, yeah, so it was like Ninja. So, you know, it was Ninja and Yolandi Fisher. So yeah. our characters were um, Bruce Lee and Rolanda Fisher. And they were from <laughs> Ocean View. They were from Ocean View because Chase is, Chase is from Ocean View. And the whole premise was that, you know, uh, these two local rappers from Ocean View, like the would stole all the ideas from them. It's not really Zep, it's Kham. And we were playing on that cultural idea of like, you know. I'm fabulous. I mean, of, of stealing ideas and so on and cultural appropriation. And um, we created the, this like series. Well, we, we did about, I mean, we had to do, we had to create with what we had, which wasn't much. I mean, we were two artists who graduated from UCT into the South African film industry. And it's like, bitch, you're not working. You know what I mean? Like yeah. roles are few and far between. But so Chase and I ended up creating three videos over the span of about three years, it, we, we made one video a year, and that's what we could manage in terms of people coming in to film for us, to edit, who believed in the concept. Um, it was very, it was very fluid. It was like you know, who came around. We had the idea, but like the the partners had to manifest, and um, so we did that, and that was something that we co-created. And then I did something similar with my friend Kieran in 2013 called Francis and Fifi, but in between called that. Francis and Fifi. So Francis and Fifi were like these American, like wannabe, like fashionistas who just loved everything. Oh my God, I'm dying. I'm so dying. <laughs> it, was like, it was literally, it was the best. We, we, we filmed 
10 episodes. Yeah, 10 episodes in eight days. And it was hectic. Wow. It was, but these were all ideas that I had collaborated with, you know, with my friends on. And I had ideas of my own. But because I, I went through this angsty 20s where I just wasn't sure whether my ideas were good enough, even though I, I really loved them, I wasn't sure whether it would be good enough for other people to enjoy them. So I didn't feel ready to share in that way. And I didn't know, I didn't feel ready to do it on my own. I didn't know that I could. I didn't know if, I, if, I, if, if it would work. But I kept on collecting my ideas. I told myself, I was like, one day you are going to be ready. So you need to collect the ideas in the meantime. You don't want to have to scratch. You know what I mean? And generate all over again when you're ready. Just have a body of work ready to go when you're ready to go, bitch. And um, that happened happened to me last year. Last year it clicked. It clicked. Once again, it was God. It was God. And I heard it clear as day. and, And it was like, you're ready to do this now. And I was like, Oh shit! I guess I'm ready to do this now. <laughs> you know, where was... do I start? Yeah. Where do I begin? So how did like, you begin? I reached out to a friend who who could put me in contact with somebody because we'd spoken about it a few years ago. So my friend Trent, I reached out to him and I said, Trent, uh, I've got this. I, I, I'm ready to do my. I'm ready to do my work now. And I need someone who's going to help me film. Do you have suggestions? He was, he works as a sound engineer. So he was around a lot of other creatives in the industry. So I knew he was a good port of call. Yeah. And I trusted and I knew that I could trust whoever he would recommend, you know, because he's also got a, a, a high standard and he wouldn't put me into contact with somebody who was going to be weird. Um, yeah. And um, the strange thing is, that when I had that realization that I was ready, I immediately went into a depression. I, I know. I immediately How the hell? went. I don't fucking know, but I mean, divine timing. I immediately went into a depression. And it's something I've been through before, once before when I was in matric. And it's, it's so funny because I was actually just, I just came across a video on YouTube talking about this. Um, this experience, this 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 void experience, and I experienced it once before in matric. On the like, just when everything for me, the first time in matric, it was I beca- I was a prefect. I was head of my house, head of my sports house. I was uh, a cheerleader for my sports house. I was in the school. I was mm-hmm. in all these amazing things were happening. I was yeah. happy. And suddenly it's like the, the light switch just went off and I was blank. Everything that made me happy before, all the things, how I enjoy life, all the th- none of it made sense anymore. I couldn't connect. I was completely disconnected and it came out of nowhere. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, Absolutely, yeah. It was bizarre. So that, but So when it came around again last year, I could say after after a couple of days, well, after two weeks, after two weeks, I realized, oh, wait, wait, this is a thing. Because I can feel bad for maybe one or two days. I can be off kilter, like yeah. I said. You're like all of us have, have to have our down days, yeah. Right? But when I, when it was going on two weeks, I was like, oh, okay, this is a, this is, you're in, you're in something now. And then I, I reflected on it and I was like, ah, oh, you know what this is? This is like back then. That same just emptiness, that disconnect. Um, yeah, just like being in a void. Not, everything is meaningless. Nothing makes sense. 
there's no connection there's no joy there's no real there's no connection yeah. there's no connection and so i made this decision to do to start creating my own work and all of those things were falling into place i found someone to help me form they believed in my idea without me even giving them a script just me talking to them about the idea they were like i want to mm-hmm. help you do this we can do this we can do so much a complete stranger everything was falling into place pretty like systematically chronologically things were things were moving things were moving yeah. things were coming together but i was disconnected disconnected felt nothing about it had all these wins couldn't celebrate it so it could observe it could see that it was happening felt nothing about it and luckily through being so connected to myself all these years i knew that i could just sit, i just knew i had to sit with it i was like bitch you're on this radio okay. this is the rodeo you're on right now you got to ride this rodeo until yeah. you're riding it no more you know oh wow yeah i was just like for however long this lasts i just got to go with this i just got to go i got to have to keep but now i had the wisdom to know that i don't have to stand still so i continued to do what i needed to do in order to progress okay. how i felt about it in the past that would have stunted me in the past i would have been like yeah. oh but i don't have any energy i don't feel this no i learned that lesson you have to keep doing despite how you feel absolutely you got to keep keep put the one foot in front of the other just continue really really so i had all that learning and experience to lean on in in this time and i mean it was hectic it was still hectic it was like oh god hectic <laughs> you know it's it's really not it's not a liquor place but i had so much i had so much learnings and so much experience that that to carry me through it to get me through it in a way and i knew that the only way over to get over it was to go through it So yeah. one of the things that empowered me was to be honest with the people around me. Even when I bumped into strangers, I I still went to the Florida Cap Awards in that space. People were asking me, "How are you?" and I was like, "To be honest with you, I'm in a depression. I'm in a strange depression. Yeah. I feel nothing, but um lots of great things happening and I'm aware of that." And and yeah. people looked at me, oh, "Okay. You know, so, like so we're not people honest about how they feel. How weird." <laughs> <laughs> we we don't do that. We don't do that here. <laughs> But for me it was so it was so liberating. It was so liberating to be honest and just be like, yeah, this is what I'm going through right now. I don't know how long it's going to fucking last, but I'm prepared to ride this rodeo and that to me that to me was uh, you know, like was empowering. Even though I couldn't feel like empowered, I was just like I knew in some way I was like, yes, that that's good. You're willing to do yeah. this treaty. going to go through it and that's what's going to get you to wave at the end of the day and four months later one day i just suddenly noticed oh huh, oh i i feel happy again i feel that that thing oh, does well. make me you know what i mean yeah. and it was so quiet and it was really just like a you know it was like a little quiet little aha moment yeah freaky so Are you still filming episode uh, series 2 of the bill or is that done? Uh season 2 was completed in 2018 so right now you can catch okay. it on Showmax. You can catch it on Showmax. Ah. On Cakenet uh channel 1. It's either channel 144 or 146. Uh but okay. it's currently on 
Nate should be on to episode nine now. There's 14 episodes, but you can binge mm-hmm. watch on Showmax. And then, yeah, you know, Freddie, that just brings me to the other interesting thing about this time is that as an actress, my career has been very stop-start. I have, I haven't worked as often as everybody else. I have not had a steady stream of success. I have not had a steady stream of work. Thanks to the support of my parents, I've been able to stay in this industry. I've been able to continue to do what I love, even though it's so goddamn hard. <laughs> I no. still love Able uh-huh. to do it. <laughs> but but the privilege of that is that in 2018 I had that moment. 2018 was a very special year for me. It was a very honest year for me, where I had a moment where I asked myself, I was like, but I, I think I hadn't worked in like nine months or something like that. I hadn't worked in nine <sighs> months, oh. and not a single thing, you know. And the and it was in May, and also like it was very, it was a very quiet time in the in in the industry as well. I wasn't really going to auditions, and all I was doing was voiceover jobs at the time, dubbing work actually, so real donkey work. And I was asking myself, like, can you really call yourself an actress if you're not acting? And you know, and I was, mm. I, yeah, but I and I was asking that based on conversations with people from from varsity that I was preempting bumping into on the street because that's what everybody do. like that's what actors do what are you doing uh, How, what are you? and you but and but that's all of us in life right we feel like we need to have an answer we need to say oh I'm being productive I'm doing this and we have to list a whole CV yeah. of things that, in order to be of value As in if order- we are human doings instead of human beings precisely that precisely that <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm so grateful that I get to go to dubbing every day and that I'm earning. And all I want to do when I come home from dubbing is I want to read. I just want to read right now. For the rest of my time, I just want to read. And I, 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 I was like, but you can't do that. You know, you're not stable. You're not secure. You're not earning. Who says you have a right to just read? Other people are working. You have to be out the wind, you're hustling, blah, 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 all these things. I was going through that whole capitalist conversation, right? And I thought, and I, I, I just like, like that capitalist conversation. <laughs> and it's I, true. I paused for a second and I said to my, and I was like, but Trudy, if you had this, if you had the career, this, this career that this expectation, and that, that's what it was. I was like, if you had the career that you are dreaming of, if you have, if you had the career that you are, bashing yourself about right now for not having what would you be doing with your time and i was like i'd be reading and i'd be enjoying my free time if i'm working i'd be reading and enjoying my free time and i was like so wait so you're gonna wait until you have that before you allow yourself to have the time that you clearly have because you do have time yeah. to read you do have that exactly yeah Oh, so you're not gonna you're not gonna grab that. Oh, you, are you gonna put this time off? And you're gonna wait until you, you're gonna put it off. You're gonna spit in the face of yeah. God and you, because that's literally how I saw it. And I was like, I am spitting in the face of God. And I was like, you know what? This is uncomfortable. And it was. It was really uncomfortable for me to allow just to enjoy what I had. To it's allow, you know what I mean? To allow the peace that I already had. Not the peace that I'm waiting for. Because I thought I was mm. waiting for I already had it. I already had it. <laughs> I love it. that, yeah. 
And I was like, and it, it was work. It was spiritual work to first just to continually choose every day to allow myself to have the peace that I had. And every wow. day I had it every day I had to choose my peace I had to choose my joy that was already present that was that was and then what I mean by present was like it was within it was within yeah. and it Absolutely. was so cool. and I did that it was a comfortable I did that for a month boom a job showed up great paying job easy work acting blah 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 and then after that a month after that debail Four months, main cast awesome. member on yeah. African movies, the new forensic on the block. You know what I mean? All yeah. because, yeah. and I can honestly say, all because I allowed myself to be just where I was and I loved myself. I gave myself the things that I needed. It sounds as if you surrendered. And, 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 and once you let go, once you let go, then, then I love that saying that says, for as long as we hold on, we don't have open hands to to receive. We we need we need to open our hands to to take. But for as long as you're going to hold on to that expectation, that 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 idea of 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 what you think it must be, yes. the opportunity is going to come come by, and you your hands hands are going to be closed. You can't grab it. So we need to open our hands, and that's what you. That's awesome. Yeah. So so today. Unfortunately, we, we need to wrap it up. I'm loving this conversation, but I'm doing a, I'm doing a TRE session after this. So what do you do today to keep yourself spiritually fit? Let, let's call it that way. Are you a meditator? Uh, I am at my most spiritually, I'm at the most spiritually fit I've ever been. I have a beautiful routine. I've brought prayer back. I've brought prayer back. And this is something that I also realized I, it was difficult for me to do. I can thank God all day. I can do that. I do it anyway because I see him and I'm just like, you're amazing. And it's he's so evident in my life, no matter what's happening. Like I've been through some dark fucking times in my life and I've still seen God because he is always yeah. there. God is he's here. He's always there. You know? And um, But I've had a problem with asking. I've had a problem with asking and I realized yesterday the problem was that I have grown embittered because I feel as though I've been consistently denied. And so I ask, but I ask with no real hope. And I noticed that yesterday. I noticed that meditation because in my meditation, I saw my inner child asking for help. My inner child asking for help. It just popped, popped up. And I was like, and I could feel the difference. I was like, when you were a kid and you asked for help, there was no feeling there was no fear about not getting what you wanted there was yeah. none of that there was no forward thinking of oh and they might say no there was none of that there was just the pure intention of asking and i it was so beautiful i saw the difference and i felt i felt how i had become and i was like wow i know again or i see again what asking in earnest is and i see how i've become and i have a reference point now to draw from, you know, to, to be awesome. mindful back into. Yeah. So I'm praying. I wake up in the morning and I pray. I pray. I make 20 minutes for prayer. And prayer is just conversation with God. It's just conversation with God. Yeah. What do you want to say? That's another thing I've learned. You say whatever you want. You just talk. Yeah. There's, there's no right or wrong. And if you feel like you're saying something wrong, you say, oh, God, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know if I'm doing this right, but this is what I'm saying, mm. you know. So prayer I do meditation, 
and I exercise. I need to. I've got a lot of energy. If I don't move, it starts to feel stagnant in the body. I'm very fiery, so I need to move. I need to move. Just in terms of my spiritual practice, like the the, the complete routine, that is what I do. Oh, and I've also added a breathing exercise, which I discovered on Instagram. A tantra breathing exercise by uh, this yogi called the Chocolate Pretzel on Instagram. It's amazing. Go check out her IG videos. Uh, cool. Uh, so that is also like a great prep into like just preparing the body yeah. for meditation. Um, mm-hmm. I do that and I make sure I meditate before I go to bed and whatever happens in between is whatever happens in between, yeah. especially oh. now I'm really just allowing myself to be and see awesome. like, yeah. what I, you know, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Oh, it sounds wonderful. So I'm going to introduce you to something called TRE, trauma mm-hmm. and tension release exercises. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing this now at quarter past. What's the time now? I can't see without my glass. Uh, uh, three minutes past. Um, and this practitioner who, who, who I'm doing it with um, does it now on um, on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So it's freaky. It's weird. It could be embarrassing because you you, you lie on your back and your legs shake. Your legs your legs tremble. And it yeah. brings your body back into 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 a natural state um, yeah. of relaxation because you travel the, 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 the stress out. So yes. um, Google that a little bit, tension or trauma T-R-E. release exercises. T-R-E. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. I vaguely um, heard of that sounds amazing. Okay. Yeah. So, and that, that really helps me. It really helps me to just be far more present in my body so what i'm going to i'm doing it now at quarter past five and that is for that so she does she does two classes one specifically for people in the healing industry which is mm-hmm. today and then mm-hmm. one for, for 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 other people so when i get the next um next invitation if you can send me your do i have your telephone number yes we, i do have it yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send i'll send you the invitation and then do it. It's really, it's really something that you sound like the type of person that that will really benefit from it. And please WhatsApp me your email address because I would like to. What I normally do is for my for my guests, I the, the people that I see in real life, yes. I give them a bracelet to thank you for being a guest on the show. But because I can't do that now, I would like to send you a copy of my book. A PDF oh, copy yeah. of my book called Life and Non, a 12-step guide for non-addicts. So right. um, so if you send me your email address, I will pop you one in the in the post. And I hope I hope I you get something that. out of it. But in the meantime, this was awesome. I'm so glad we eventually connected and thank you so very, you very much. For thank you so much for allowing me to speak. Thank you so much for asking me questions. I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, I, I love I love talking to people. That, that that's why I'm on episode 126 or something of a podcast. So anyway, listen, have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much. And I'll be in contact. I'll let you know when No, I'll say enjoy your exercise, your 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 TRE Thanks. now. I'm going to do that. And I'll send you the link to the podcast once we go live. Look, Great. Look after yourself. Keep you up too, the good Brittany. work. See ya. Bye. Bye. I love Trudy's energy and found it really easy to talk to her. 
I am deeply touched by her very personal relationship with God and how she freely communicates with Him and allows Him to guide her life. I am truly grateful for Trudy's time and vitality and wish her a most rewarding career. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor or on Twitter at at Freddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.